Good afternoon, world. My name is Justin. This is Sports, Sales, and Coffee, the first episode. Thank you so much for being a part of it, and thank you for letting me into your ear holes, into your brain for the next few minutes. I'm excited. This is the first episode. I've recorded this episode about 500 times, it feels like, but each time I do, there's something wrong with it. I put one out there, I published it uh, probably a week ago, two weeks ago, and I was being quiet. I, I sounded timid. My daughter was sleeping in the back room. My son was in the living room watching Daniel Tiger, and you could hear the great sounds of Daniel Tiger. So that annoyed me. I didn't like how I came off, so I decided let's re-record it. So this would be the first time you're listening to it. If you're listening to the first one, now this one, I appreciate you. It's probably only four people. I could probably name it by names. Thank you. Thank you. So the first episode of Sports, Sales, and Coffee. I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Uh, I've been talking about this for a while. uh, And I didn't want to do just a podcast about nothing. Uh, I didn't want to do just a lifestyle podcast because, honestly, I have two kids. My lifestyle isn't that entertaining. I mean, my opinion on things is I don't... I don't know if people want to hear that so much on just life in general. So I wanted to do it on a topic. And I think our great ideas come to us when we're not looking for great ideas. And I say that as in, I'm a director of corporate sales for a minor league sports team, minor league baseball team. And I've wanted to better myself for the past couple months and just learn new techniques and always try to change and I've really taken a step forward of trying to do so of of listening to some different podcasts and listening to some motivational speakers and you know best practices and everything but I I wasn't finding what I was really looking for you know I found bits and pieces that I could implement into my into my life and my work life, but I wasn't finding what I was really looking for. And what I was really looking for was not people that were CEOs and super successful already. It's I wanted to know people that were actually doing what I was doing. You know, who was selling on a daily basis. Who it wasn't so much talking like this is what I did when I was younger a few years ago. It was this is what I'm doing now. This is what's successful. What I found successful. This is what I found is not successful. So I decided I can't be the only one interested in looking for something like this. So why not you try to do this and focus on the kind of the back end of sports? Because um, that's you know that's where I work. I work in the sports marketing. I sell corporate sponsorships. I sell groups. I sell season tickets. And I wanted to have a, a podcast that focused on that focused around the the corporate sports world. We talked about best practices. We talked about what works and what doesn't work and new things that are happening. And we talk about promotions and season tickets. And we talk about ticketing and getting people out to the ballpark and kind of everything that goes along with it, but in a very relaxed environment, you know, of talking about more of things that have happened and um, examples and what we've used, not we're not living in this hypothetical world of, yeah, this should work. It's, no, this did work, and this is why. And also, well, this didn't work, and this is why. So 
my vision for this podcast is to be that. You know, we're just kind of hanging out, a quick conversation. We're talking about some sales training tips. We're talking about best practices. We're talking about kind of everything that that, that flows in a day-to-day work life. So, yeah, that's what I envision for this podcast. I hope to make a bunch of them. I hope that this isn't just a one-time deal. I would like to make this a weekly podcast. Some are going to be longer. Some are going to be shorter. Some might be 45 minutes to an hour. Some might be 15 minutes when I'm just driving back from a meeting and something pops in my head and I said, hey, let's put this down. I found it, I found it useful. and let, Let's put it out there. Uh, I want to get guests on the show um, a lot. People from the sports industry of what they're doing, what's working. And then also I want to talk to people that aren't in the sports industry that are that are sell uh, that are selling because at the end of the day in my opinion sales is sales and even though you're selling a different product a different experience your goal remains the same for them to spend money with you so if you're selling technology or if you're selling cars i can take bits and pieces of what you're doing implement them into my sales calls and be successful. So at the end of the day, I want everyone to be successful. I want people to to better themselves and learn something and, and continue to grow, provide for their families and be satisfied and, and want to grow and, and you want to see a big growth and move into different positions. And that's what I want to see. I, I'm a very positive person. So I think we can take little bits and pieces of people outside the industry and use it in our industry to make it better. If that makes sense. Now I'm a little scatterbrained. I, I, I kick around a little bit. You might hear me stutter a little bit. You might hear me mumble a little bit. Um, but it's because I'm excited. My brain runs a thousand miles a minute. And I'm just trying to catch up with it. To go. So I appreciate and I thank you so much for taking this journey with me. Uh, we're going to have some fun. We are going to have some fun. Or at least I'm going to have some fun. At the end of the day, that's really what matters. If you're having fun. Not like you, the listener, having fun. If, by, if you're having fun by me. If you yourself are having fun, that's what matters. Life is a game. Life is a game. Don't get it twisted. Life is a game. Have fun. If you're not having fun with what you're doing, then fucking change. Also, I'm going to sway a little bit. <laughs> then change what you're doing. Because life is too short to complain everyone gets stressed out but just do it if you're unhappy make a change in your life it's that simple but I get on a tangent so back to kind of what I was saying is I in the sales world I don't think as salespeople we don't learn we don't actively learn best practices and and how to better ourselves. I think we find a way that works and we stick to it. And when the game changes, we're almost playing catch up. And my example is a few, you know, years ago, everybody wanted to sign. You want to be the biggest person in the stadium. You want to walk in, see your sign, have your client see your sign, say, yes, that's who I am. Nowadays, people want ROI, and you can't get ROI, return on investment, 
that's ROI, you can't get return on investment on a billboard because you can't quantify it. You don't know, you don't have a solid number. You don't know if your business went up by 100 people, if you're a restaurant, by 100 guests because you put a sign in our stadium. You can't quantify that. You can quantify if I give you a $5 coupon and out of the 1,000 I gave out, 200 showed up and used it. And then you can do your math. So that's where I see the industry moving a little bit more. It's more ROI with signs. Now, you can still sell signs and you can pair them up with other things. And I think by learning the way to pitch it properly, you're going to be successful with signs. Because big companies still want signs. Little companies still want signs. But you got to get there the right way. You can't start there. And you also can't start at OOI. You have to have the conversation. So I'm going to get more into that when I talk about meetings and building rapport and, and everything like that. So I wanted this, again, kind of go back. This is the podcast. I want someone to, to be able to take apart from it and learn and just do better in their sales game. Step up their sales game. I want you, the listener, to do better. Because I don't believe in sales that if I'm doing well, it's because you're doing poorly. I do not believe that. I do not believe that if I'm doing poorly, it's because you're doing well. We can both do well and we can both do poorly. They don't, whatever you're doing does not affect me. Yes, I have some friends that are in the same industry, but for a different team in the same area. And I don't believe that if I'm doing well, then they have to do poorly because there's enough business to go around. And most of the time, what I believe is that if a company does something with me, they're probably going to do something with them too. And if they don't, it's because of their budget. You know, so I don't believe in that, is that as salespeople, especially I hate when I see that in the same team when there's one salesperson that's putting down everyone else because they're trying to get it. Now, there should be a healthy competition. When anyone else sells something, I get upset. Not with them, I'm pumped for them. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. But I get upset and I said, I should have sold it. And it motivates me in a healthy competitive way to go out and do more and try to sell more. So there still should be competition, but it doesn't be cutthroat as in you need to do poorly so I can do well. That's not how you succeed as a team. That's not how you succeed in business. If you're stepping on people's backs to get above them, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Plain and simple. So, that's my vision. I hope you're having fun. I hope this is making sense. I hope there's not a ticking going on in the background. There might be some kind of noise because I'm driving home right now. It's a a beautiful Sunday afternoon right before 1 o'clock. I'm going to go home, have some food. You know, amp up, come to work, all pumped up. I, everyone says they hate Mondays. And this is Sunday because I'm talking about, you know, it's Sunday, so I talk about Monday. Everyone hates Mondays. I like Monday. I change my thinking. I don't look forward to the weekend. I don't. Because if you're looking forward to the weekend, you're forgetting Monday through Friday. And going back to life as a game, I can't waste five days and look forward for only two.
So I look forward for the whole week. And I'll get into that more. I'll talk about that more. But the one thing I kind of want to push on to, um, kind of in the first podcast, I want to talk about what I think is the most important thing for definitely new reps coming into the world, uh, a world of sales, is cold calling. I think cold calling is very, very, very scary when you first try and when you first start out. I think it is extremely scary. And I think you have to take a step back and realize that you're going to make mistakes. But the most important thing in cold calling is your mindset. You have to have a positive mindset and you have to be in the right mindset. And by being in the right mindset, you have to set realistic goals. I think people believe that they're going to sell a lot of business on the phone, which you are, but not on your cold call. Your realistic goal should be to set meetings. Sales is like fishing. And this is an analogy that everyone has used, and they use it because it's true. The bigger your net, the more fish you catch. The more cold calls you make, the more meetings you set, the more meetings you set, the more businesses you close, and the more businesses you close means the more cash in your pocket. As salespeople, that's what makes sales fun is that you can control your income. You can have a very financially positive year if you sell a lot. So you got to set realistic goals. And when you're first making phone calls, you got to do some research on the company. You got to look into them. And, and, and I'm going to talk about cold calling from a, uh, from a strict, um, you know, corporate sales point of view. So I also use these strategies when I call groups. I just tweak them a little bit. Um, and so this is more focused on talking about corporate phone calls. So I do some research on the company and I try to find that decision maker's name. The decision maker is the person who can say yes or no if they're going to do something with you. I try to find out who that person is on the internet. The internet is an amazing, amazing thing. You can find anything you want on the internet. You can go down huge rabbit holes of the internet. So don't do that, but you can find anything you're looking for on the internet. So... I do some research on the company. I also, in my head, always have a reason why I'm calling them. And my reason isn't because I want to see what they do or if, if they'll be interested. I call them because I heard your radio announcement. I heard your radio ad. I saw your newspaper ad. I saw you on Facebook. I saw you in the beginning of a YouTube video. I saw you on MySpace, if people still use that. I, you were the click link on my Tinder account. I don't, I'm too old. I don't know what Tinder is. And I don't even know if there's ads there. If there's not ads there, there should be ads there. But okay. So I have a reason why I'm calling them. When you call the business, you're going to talk to the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper. This person is the office manager, the secretary, the person that handles incoming phone calls. And I will say this, the gatekeeper is not your friend. The gatekeeper 
is not your friend. The gatekeeper cannot say yes to you. It doesn't matter what the gatekeeper thinks because it doesn't matter at the end. Now, you need to be polite to the gatekeeper because they, you can use them as an ally. They can push you in the right direction. They can give you some inside information here and there. But at the end of the day, do not waste your time on the gatekeeper because they do nothing for you. Your goal is to get past the gatekeeper as fast as possible. Get to the decision maker. If you know the decision maker's name and it's John Smith, this is a technique that I, I use. Hey, is John there? And then I shut my face. Because friends don't use last names. Is Mr. Smith there? Haha, <laughs> you're a salesperson. Get out of here. Hey, real quick, is John available? I try to be relaxed on the phone. I try to have a smile on my face. You should be smiling when you're making phone calls. It sounds weird, but people can hear it. Also, if you're in a funk, if you're in a funk, stand up, walk around. I talk with my hands a lot. So I'm always on speakerphone. If not, I got the the the, the headphone, I got the the phone to my shoulder, my ear. And I'm sitting there and I'm just gabbing and I got my hands all moving. Get past the gatekeeper as fast as possible. Don't be rude to them. Be nice, but get past them. If they ask who you're from, or that was not a real sentence. If they ask who you're from, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. If they ask where you're from, what is this regarding? Get creative. Oh, he should be, I'm just giving him a call right back. I want to give him a quick follow-up. Follow and then if they ask, you can kind of put it, ah, yeah, it's Justin. Justin. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Justin with a blah, blah, blah. You know, and then, and then open up to him. So, by getting past the gatekeeper, they're not your friend. Get past them. But this is how you can use them as an, an ally. If I don't know the decision maker's name, this is something that I like to do, which is pretty amazing. I ask on my first phone call. I don't ask for the marketing or the sponsorship department because they don't exist in a lot of companies. And also, that's a very big red flag that you're a salesperson and you're trying to get something out of them. And the gatekeepers are trained to stop sales calls coming in. That's their main job is to, to run the phone to be the gatekeeper and not let people in to forge you to voicemail. So I ask, and how I ask is I say, I was hoping you could help me out. And I, why I say I'm hoping you can help me out is because humans have this want to help each other. So by using that, it's a little bit, it's softer. And also, I was hoping you could help me out. And then I stop. And I pause. And I wait for them to say, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah I'll try. Great. My name's Justin. I'm calling with the... 
inter-team name here. I'm hoping you could put me through to whoever handles your marketing or ticket options. And I was just hoping to have a quick conversation. And then I stopped talking. By doing that, what I found that works is that I usually say, oh yeah, that's Charlie. Let me see if they're available. Or, oh, you'd want to talk to Charlie. Oh, great, what's Charlie's last name? When you get their name, write it down. Another thing, what the gatekeeper will do too, is, yeah, that's Charlie, I'll put you through to their voicemail. If that happens, let it happen. Okay, great, thank you so much, be polite. Again, not your friend, but you need to be polite. This is like your best friend's girlfriend that you just don't like. But she's with your buddy, so you got to act like you like her too. It's just, it's just the rules of being a bro. You have to like her. Well, you don't have to like her, but you have to be nice to her. So when they forward you to voicemail, a lot of times they say, Yeah, you use the desk of Justin Phillips. Write it down. Write that name down. If they just get the first name, write it down. And then what I want you to do is when you get their name, this is a big thing and it surprises the shit out of me that people don't do this. Take that name, go on your computer, go to a lovely site called Google. If you've never been to Google, you live under a rock and I don't know how you got your job. Now, go to Google, type it in, followed by the company name. Things will pop up. One of the top searches, or one of the top findings, will be a LinkedIn profile, if they have one. If they have one, you should have a LinkedIn profile. Click it for connect. Try to connect, be friends with them. Try to connect it to them. You got to get their name. And when you have their first and last name, here's another big thing you got to do on Google. And it's amazing. People don't do this. And it shocks me. Take their first initial. Their last name. Put it in one, one word. At sign. Company name. That is... I would probably go on a limb here, and that is probably 80% of people's email is their first initial, their last name, at company. Search that in Google. See if that comes out. Here's another thing I like to do too, is there's about four formats, four or five formats for people's emails in companies. It's the most popular one is initial, first initial, last name. The other one is first name dot or dot or underscore last name at company. The other one is just first name. And the last one is just last name. So what I've done before is I've sent five emails to each of those email addresses. And when you do that, if you're lucky, not lucky, but if you do that, you put in the times the same email each time, you know, four, it's five different emails, four of them will get kicked back to you. 
one of them will not get kicked back to you. And the reason why it will get kicked back to you is because that's their email address. And if that's their email address, bam, you got their email address, send them an email. It's that simple. That's it. It's nice and easy. Send them an email. Send them a LinkedIn request to be friends because you want to connect with them. When you get their name, when you're getting to leave a voicemail, leave a voicemail. When you leave a voicemail for someone, and this is kind of going back, you know, after you write down their name, you're in their voicemail, leave a voicemail. Think of a Chinese restaurant. And I love Chinese food. I get that General Sao's all the time. It's my favorite dish. That, or I had pho, I had pho the other time. Pho was real good. I got to find a good spot to go, go get some pho. I had pho in Boston, and it was delicious. It was a nice cold day. Um, like, it was delicious. If you haven't had pho, try it. It's, it's really good. Um, so, Chinese restaurant, when you get an appetizer, you get that, that beef teriyaki. Do they give you six beef teriyakis? Do they give you seven? No, they give you two. Why? Because you don't want to get filled up. So, that's what you do when you leave a voicemail. Is you want to leave them a little appetizer, appetizer to wet their whistle. To get them excited. To get them wanting to hear more. So give them just a small taste of what you offer. I leave a voicemail very, very vague. But enough for them to kind of get excited. I have a couple key words in there. I had partnership in there. I had opportunities. Let me, let me give it to you. This is the, the voicemail I leave 90% of the time. Real quick. Hey, Todd. Name's Justin. I'm calling with ABC. Want to give you a quick call because I saw your ad on Facebook. And I thought, I don't know if you'd be interested or not, looking at some marketing or sponsorship opportunities here at the ballpark. I'd love to set up a time to talk with you later this week to see if, I don't know, learn more about your marketing strategy talk about some opportunities here and see if it would make sense for us to start a partnership in, in 2018. I'll tell you what, take a look at your schedule. Let me know if Thursday at 2 or maybe Friday morning at 9 worked best for you. Let me know. Also, I sent you a quick email, so give me a call back, 207, blah, 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 blah. That's it. That's my drop-in. And you can see that's my real drop-in because I dropped in the first zip area code. So I'm main brother. Bucko. So that's how I drop my voicemail for them. It's very quick. It's very simple. I send them an email that almost says the same exact thing. When setting an appointment, and we'll kind of go back. So when you get them on the phone for cold calling, you just, oh, hold on. All right. Good morning. Back at it. I'm going to finish this episode. I apologize. There's going to be a little bit of a gap and the gap is what you're hearing right now. Uh, I pulled up to the house, and my son, I saw him in the window. He was freaking out. I couldn't find time to finish the lovely first episode, so I'm doing it this morning. It's a gr- lovely 7.45 on a beautiful Monday. I'm back at it. So let's jump back into it about setting appointments. When I set a point, when you get the prospect on the phone, I almost say the same thing as I did in the voicemail. With cold calling, I work off a framework. I, I, I built myself a frame 
and that's what I work off of because every initial cold call is going to be the same. You need to say who you are, why you're calling, say the buzzwords of opportunity and partnerships, and then ask for the appointment. See if it makes sense for them to, to sit down with you and talk, either on the phone at a later date or in person. So I use that framework for every single call. And people that are starting out in cold calls, I suggest you make a script and you go off it. Now, by making the script, I don't want you, and I don't think you should, be reading off it word for word. Use that script as the framework for your conversation. Because cold calling is a scary, scary thing. I think it is, because if you mumble, if you stutter, if you fuck up, you're done. You're gone. You're not going to get that business. So what I think with the script, you're going to build confidence, you're going to limit your mistakes, and you're going to be able to ask solid questions. You're going to be able to, you know, you're going to limit your mistakes using a script. So use your script and that makes you, that puts you as the point guard and you're going to you're going to dictate how the conversation is going to go. So, use the script. Write a script, make it, make it your own. Do not always say what I say. Because what I say is what I say because I have the personality to back it up. And to say those things. And to come off very, very relaxed. If you're funny, be funny. If you're awkward, be awkward. If you're shy, be shy. But you have to spit it out and you have to be you. You have to be true to yourself. If you're trying to be someone else, if there's a salesperson in your office who's killing it and you're like, I got to do what they're doing, you got to do what they're doing, but you don't need to say what they're saying. That makes sense. You got to use their work ethic of the time that they're putting in, but you can't say what they say because it's not going to come off like you. And that's what you need to do. You need to come off like you. I'll go more into being yourself um, in meetings. but So when you ha- give that pitch, you pass the gatekeeper, give that pitch to the prospect. I always end it, my little pitch, my spiel, with two times. And I give them two times where that would work for them to meet. If it's later in the week, it's a morning and an afternoon on two different days. And the reason why I do that, it's, a, it's tough for them to say no. If you say, I'll call you on Tuesday, sure. That's a piss-off meeting. Don't accept that. So give them two times. Hey, how does Tuesday at 2, maybe Wednesday at 3, look in your schedule? How's Tuesday at 2, Thursday at 10? Give them two different times. Because most likely their response is, ah, those times don't work for me. And then you can come back, well, what time does? Maybe Friday morning? Wednesday afternoon? So have a response built in that can come off and you can roll off your tongue to stop their objectives. Don't accept, a lot of people will get this too, don't accept, ah, swing it on Tuesday. Call me on Tuesday. You know, call me next week. Do not do that. If anyone tells me, ah, call me on Tuesday, I respond, hey, I'll tell you what, my Tuesday is real busy, but I can fit you in at uh, 10.30. 
Does that work with you? I'm not busy on Tuesday. I have one meeting at 4.30. I don't even have a meeting. I'm going to lunch with my buddy. Like, but I tell them, ah, I'm pretty busy, but I'm going to carve out time for you. By saying that, you hope they carve out time for you. So that's what I say. I try to lock them into a time. Also, by locking them into a time, you can ask for their email to send them a meeting invitation. Always ask, so ask for their email. Hey, let me, okay, can I send you over a meeting invitation? My line is, because if I don't write things down, I forget. And I do not want to forget to meet with you. Because I'm excited. That's what I say. I come off like, you know, I, I, listen, if I don't write things down, I'm just, I just go, 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 go. I don't want something to happen and I want to make sure that I'm there. So can I send you a quick meeting invitation? What's your email? By saying it that way, you're not asking for the email to send them bullshit. You're sending them something that they've agreed to and now you have their email and now you can connect with them. And then in the invitation, I put, thanks so much for talking to me. Very excited to talk to you on Tuesday at 1030. That's the email I sent to them after the phone call. When you get the meeting and they agree to talk with you, you're done. That's it. There's a saying, when you've made the sale, stop selling. When you've made it, when you've made the appointment and they're going to sit down with you next week or later that day or tomorrow, excellent, I'm very excited. Repeat the time, the date, of when you're meeting, back to them. Tell them you're sending an invitation and then clarify where you're meeting. If it's on the phone, I'll call you, you call me. Also, if it's on the phone, you should be calling them all the time unless it's a conference call and they have, to, they have a whole system, but you should be calling them because you want the ball in your court. You want to be point guard. You want to run the offense. So you want to call them. That's it. Have them agree to those two times, or one of those two times. Meet with them, and you're off. You're off and running. It's that simple. Just stay with the framework. Build your confidence. Because you're going to be, if you're new to sales and you're making phone calls, you're going to be nervous. You're going to have your, your heartbeat increase. You're going to you know, mumble, you might stumble, or maybe I'm just describing myself, because that's how I was. When I first started out, I was petrified of the phone. I was very, very scared of the phone, because I have a tendency to talk fast, and I've done, I've made it a conscious effort for me to slow down and breathe and calm down, and I talk a lot. I have a tendency of, of talking too fast and mumbling when I talk too fast and the prospect can't hear me and I'm scared of looking like an idiot. Like at the end of the day, like I don't want to be embarrassed and mess up on the phone. So I would avoid the phone like a plague. In my first position out of college, I was outside sales, I was selling office supplies and I was petrified. I would drive 25 40 minutes out of my way into a new territory to meet with someone instead of calling them and tell them I was in the area. And then I'll drive back to that territory. 
because I was scared to call. If you're a sales rep and you're a veteran sales rep and you feel comfortable on the phone and there's a counterpart, a coworker who is not comfortable on the phone, help them out. In my second job, I sold uniforms. And every Monday, we would go into the office and it was a square cubicle of like, you know, four cubes made a square, or six cubicles, but it was four of us into a nice little rectangle. And every Monday, we would sit there, asses in seats, phone calls all day. And I butchered through a lot of them. Butchered through. I am very, very, very thankful that the gentleman sitting next to me, God bless him, took the time and the interest in me and beat me up. (laughs) And he razzed me and he beat me up. But I learned so much from, from him because I knew he was beating me up for a reason. He wasn't beating me up to show his strength and flex on me. He was beating me up and then he would pull me aside and say, listen, that, this sounded good, this sounded terrible. Don't do this, do this instead. What, now, now, listen to me. So sit down with new reps, talk to them. Even though if you're not a manager or in a management position, but you know what you're talking about, help them out. Because it does two things when you teach, and this is why I really enjoy teaching too, is that one, it helps them out and makes you feel good, and two, by you teaching it, it also reminds you to do those steps. Because as a veteran sales rep, you can get a little cocky, and you can slack off here and there, and ah, it's not super important to ask this question, because I, I kind of get to it anyway. Ah, but the framework works. You know, so, so sticking with it, it also kind of reiterates that you're doing it well and it kind of makes you think. So, hey, that's my two cents. That is my introduction. It's a little bit of introduction to myself, why I want to start this podcast, a little bit of cold calling. I apologize that it was a little choppy um, when I got, I got home, so it takes two days. I am going to publish this later today. So I don't know how long Anchor takes to publish it. Uh, I heard after the first publish, you know, the first publish episode, there's only a few hours because you're already like in with iTunes and, and all that. So uh, it should be available. I'm excited. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me. Uh, I will be back hopefully later, later this week with another great podcast. Uh, this has gone longer than I kind of originally thought, but I did a lot of talking. I had some stuff in and. Hopefully it was beneficial for everybody who's listening. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you had some fun. Hopefully the me driving in the background, or not driving in the background, but the sounds of the driving in the background isn't too annoying. So, you know, it is 7.50, 7.56 now. So I am going to have to stop and get a coffee. I do enjoy coffee. I like gas station coffee. I like that Green Mountain. A flavored guy. I like French vanilla. Big fan. Big fan of the FV. Um, so get on that level. And hey, guys, thank you so much, guys and girls. Uh, Mom, I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Love you. Um, we'll kind of go from there. Hopefully, you learn something. Hopefully, you, you can take this cold calling. You can shoot out on this Monday or Tuesday. You can sell some business, bring it in in the sports world, not the sports world. Uh, go fucking kill it. I swear sometimes. Uh, I hope it's okay. I hope I didn't swear too much. 
I'm not really sure how to end this, but I'm coming up strong. Sports Sales and Coffee, this is the first episode in the books. I appreciate it. I'll be back. Peace! podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast